Hey! Perhaps I could be of some assistance. That's our fifth guy. Now you get to live up your dream. Let's go. All right. All right. You need to score two Here's points. Here's how I see it. Duck. Yes. You kick it into the girl bunny yeah. down in the post. You dish it back out to the guy bunny. Got you it. swing it around the mic over here. You Bill. go to the hole Bill. and dominate. We own defense. Oh, yeah. Whoa. I don't play defense. Typical. All right, you're going to have to listen to Mike on this, guys. Okay. Listen up. Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance, do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. All right. All right. They're, ooh, they're, Jay, they're shooting. I know, this is actually really exciting. I'm so glad they invited us back. Uh, because we've been jonesing to talk about this guy I mean, again. I mean, Breckenmeyer's hair person comes through nonstop every single time. Every time you reach out to him or her, uh, they, they they invite us back to set, and we are here once again on the set. Garfield of, 4. Uh, Apocalypse Meow. Yeah. And we are thrilled to be back because in our last Bill Murray Other Stuff 2 episode, yeah. we realized about halfway through that we had so much to say about Bill Murray that this needed to be our Nolan trilogy. Right. And so we are stripping away all the all the fluff and all the color and all the bat nipples of the previous installments of what we've done and we're going to we're going to get down to the gritty real Bill Murray of the issue. Also, it is it is inspiring to watch. The fact that Bill Murray has decided to take a real Andy Circus kind of turn mm-hmm. later in his career yeah. and is in full mocap suit yeah. while shooting Garfield 4. Not even that. He's in a mocap suit, but then he has a furry costume on over the mocap suit exactly. just to be more in cat Which, as form. far as my understanding of that technology goes, I would imagine makes yeah. it much more difficult for the animators because it's not registering any of the... <laughs> it is. They actually just have to go back to the film, sort of like what they used to do with uh, Gone with the Wind to color colored in frame by frame coloring with markles they markers they just draw (laughs) over bill murray in his cat suit and they're they're showing his actual movements on screen which i just i just can't get enough of i think this one's gonna win him an oscar i know garfield won and then garfield two tale of two kitties and garfield three uh weren't that great but this one this is gonna be his logan it really is (laughs) <laughs> well, also because they're going to kill Garfield. Right. Spoiler alert, everybody. Jesus we, Christ. We read the script. Yeah. And then he's going to die at the and end. And then at the end, um, it's really sweet, too, because a little mutant girl comes and then turns his gravestone mm. on its side and looks like lasagna dish. I know. Yeah. It's fucking beautiful, dude. I was crying. I laughed. What's weird is they've gone through several rewrites of the script. Right. Um, because originally it was going to be a full-on musical focusing on Garfield getting a new car. That's why it was Kitty Kitty Bang Bang. Right. Now yes. it's just a really, really hardcore kind of war movie. It is. Uh, Garfield actually joins the Vietnam Resistance. He's fighting for the North Koreans. It's a really weird. <laughs> it's a weird word. turn for um, that character. And Marlon Brando's in it somehow. Yeah. It's uh, they hologrammed him like Tupac. Yeah. And or they or um. Grand Moff Tarkin in, in Rogue One. They Moff Tarkined uh, Marlon Brando. <laughs> they for this. definitely Moff Tarkined um, him. For and that's sure. going to be a phrase. People are going to say Moff Tarkined a whole lot going forward after they listen to this episode. Oh, d- most definitely. Yes. 100%. Most Def. Most Def is in it. <laughs> he is. Um, uh, playing, uh, actually, uh, Cheech Marin. It's weird. 
<laughs> it's weird. They've done a lot of weird casting yeah. choices. But speaking of weird casting and people being in stuff, this is part two yeah. of our Bill Murray trilogy, which we have lovingly entitled Bill Murray, The Lost Years. Right. Now, for for people not familiar with our first Bill Murray episode, the first Bill Murray episode we called The Legacy. Mm-hmm. Or no, The, the Legend. Mm-hmm. Bill Murray, The Legend. And it was all about those early movies that made him who he was. So talking about like Caddyshack and Ghostbusters and, and just kind of everything that started his career. This episode, we've dove into his filmography. And we've noticed that between the years of 1993, near the end, 94... To about 98. There's about a four or five year chasm, if you will, of movies that... Odd movie choices. Odd, yes. Odd movie choices. Some that you probably didn't realize he was in. Sure. And some that you will will remember when we say them and you're like, oh, okay. And then Space Jam. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So before we dive in, let's high five and get to it. I think so. High High five. five. Moody and stuff. stuff. I love your stuff. Weird stuff. Sensitive stuff. Taxi stuff. Evil stuff. Piggling little stuff. Heavy stuff. Big boy stuff. Super cool stuff you wouldn't understand. All right. So, so um, I've returned from the craft services table. Yes. I have my uh, my Diet Dr. Pepper and a, a carrot stick. They well, only allow you to take one. Well, you told me, too, some interesting tidbit of information regarding Garfield's <laughs> character in this. Yes, he's playing, uh, you know, we said he's fighting for the North Koreans, so right. he's he's playing General Miao. Right, uh, which is amazing. It's just, it's a genius bit of casting on right. the director's part. And you know what? I was really kind of surprised to learn that Brian De Palma is directing this. Right. So it feels, it feels like a weird, it just feels like weird choices all around. Yeah. For the uh, whole casting But crew. who's to say that a... Uh, a heavy Vietnam yeah. set war movie can't be witty. And it can't star an animated cat in Kitty. a mocap suit. Right. Um, now, speaking of some Let's other get to the nitty gritty. Weird... Now I'm just saying itty things. <laughs> <laughs> well, that no, you're... Witty, kitty, nitty gritty. You're, you're actually thinking, I think, of the upcoming sequel, Garfield 5, The Nitty Kitty. <laughs> Let's get to the nitty kitty. Yeah, get to the nitty kitty. Um, so that's where we're going. But where we are right now is in the realm of talking about weird choices that Bill Murray has made. So for me, when we're thinking of the lost years of Bill Murray, you know, we've got 93 to 98. We can run through a list of the movies he was in. Um, Actually, let's do that right now. So I've got it pulled up. So 93 to 98, we have Mad Dog in Glory, which I'm sure everybody has heard of. This basically takes place after Groundhog Day. Right. Anything he filmed after Groundhog Day. Mad Dog in Glory is... Sort of like a mafia type movie where he plays with Robert De Niro and almost killed Robert De Niro on set. What? Yeah, there was a scene where they're like fighting next to a pool or something, and he legitimately hits Robert De Niro. Oh, or Robert De Niro hits him in the face or something like that. Someone almost died on set because they got wrapped up in something and fell in a pool. Holy shit. And because of like a real thing that happened on set. Um, but so we've got Mad Dog and Glory, which I'm sure no one has heard of. We have Ed Wood, which was pretty good. Tim Burton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Uh, Kingpin, which is the one people are like, oh, I've heard of that. Super hit and miss. Yeah. That is a real gravy train with biscuit wheels, <laughs> what that is. Uh, Larger Than Life. That was the elephant movie. That was the elephant movie. And I will give someone a million dollars without looking at IMDb if you can tell me the character he played in that movie. Was it uh, Dougie Fresh? It was not. 
Do you remember that there was also another elephant movie called like Operation Elephant Dumbo Drop? Drop? Yep. Didn't that have Dougie Fresh in it? That one had some famous people in it for sure. Did they come out with was this a deep impact Armageddon situation Hold where on. they were like, We need two elephant movies? I'm looking up Operation Dumbo Drop right now. That came out a year later. So it very well what? That means they were in production at the same time. Yeah. And then that one starred Danny Glover, Ray Liotta, Dennis Leary, and here's you've done this before on the podcast. I uh, said Dougie Fresh, it's and it's Dougie not. Doug. It's Dougie Doug. <laughs> Damn it! You have messed that up at least three Twice, times. Because we, I did it when we were talking about Cool Runnings. <laughs> yes. And then it has a guy named Corin Nemec. Holy shit! Are you serious? Yeah, Corin Nemec. Nemec. He's from uh, he's from Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Yeah, he's also in The Stand. He's and he's very bad. In, in the, the stand, in the stand, he plays. Uh, what's his character? Uh, he plays. He plays the nerd character who's in love with. Yeah, um, I can't believe you, yeah. as a Stephen King fan, I, can't give me his I name know. off the top of your head. There's so many character names in the stand, and I I will remember it like later <laughs> for no reason. You'll be like Coronimic. <laughs> Damn it, that's not him. That's his real name. <laughs> no, he was um, Harold, I believe. That's it. Yeah, one hundred percent Harold. I told you I'd remember. It just had to give me a couple seconds. You to sure did. Um, um, okay, so, so not necessary. So maybe. A yeah. deep impact Armageddon situation. Maybe. I will always I choose think, the one with Bill Murray, though. I think they saw Larger Than Life, and they're like, we need to make a run of these. You know what we need? More, <laughs> more elephant movies. Yeah. More military and someone having an <laughs> elephant friend movies. Right. Um, then, let's see. After that was the Space Jam, which we've talked about. Because everybody get up now. Yeah. Uh, followed by The Man Who Knew Too Little. Mm-hmm. Uh, followed by Wild Things. Which, again, I didn't know who he was fucking in. I about a hundred percent of people listening to this podcast just said that. Same to thing. be fair, though, I've only watched parts of that movie, mm-hmm. mainly Denise Richards' breasts. Right. Um, I think that's the only thing people focus on. I in think that I movie. might have just like worn a hole in the V. Is that a thing? Is that possible? Because I paused it a bunch on that one thing, and I think the tape just snapped after a while. I'm not sure if wearing a hole in it is is how that happens. Right. I think the that's whole, what happened to my hand. I think for that's sure. really what happened when you tried to. Fuck the video, <laughs> the fuck the frame <laughs> that had the <laughs> naked on it. I think that's that's how that happened. You can't fuck a VHS. <laughs> yes, you can. It's just I got mean, teeth. You can. That was a real fucked up situation. <laughs> you try to rewind it with your dick. <laughs> just spinning the tape backwards. Yeah, no, on it. I I did it. I basically put my dick in the little hole and then I just, just like hit the tape. Yeah, <laughs> it just yeah, like helicoptered it. it. <laughs> And you're just screaming, Denise! Little known fact to all of those uh, former Blockbuster employees, I totally rewound every movie with my dick. So you were touching my dick rewind. Well, when I worked for Blockbuster, we had one of those rewinding machines, but it just didn't work. So I used a friend's dick. (laughs) That's so weird. His name was Quentin. (laughs) It was me! T! Quentin Tarantino. Oh, no. That that explains so much. I've heard he's a Knoxville he's a, worked at a video hut. I heard he's a weird guy. <coughs> I'm surprised he wasn't rewinding it with his big toe. Uh, he, he did sometimes. Foot fetish. Um, so after Wild Things, he was in a movie with, called With Friends Like These. Schindler's List. <laughs> That's, That's just going to be a running gag throughout our stuff from it's now everything on. Everything is Schindler's List. Just like, do you remember when Bill Murray was in Schindler's List? I do. He was also Liam Neeson. He was corpse number eight. Oh, they had a real, uh, 
what's uh what's the fucking guy wow i can't think of his name the guy who played the joker heath ledger heath ledger yeah. they had a real like the imaginarium of dr parnassus situation <laughs> where they just had like several people playing liam neeson's yeah. character throughout the movie which is weird i really enjoyed bill murray's scenes as liam neeson and taken you know what's amazing is this episode and this joke is only going to make sense if they listen to our episodes in chronological order <laughs> because but you know the- what Fuck it. Yeah, because the previous episode, if, if you guys want to hear more about this joke. But <laughs> Previously please, on please, High Five the Podcast. Please please reference uh, our uh, Jinxies episode. We need to start editing in previously on High Five the Podcast <laughs> snippets at the beginning and literally just take audio samples that have nothing to do with the current Done. episode. Done. Starting like, with this episode. Previously on High Five the Podcast. John Goodman in space. Totally going to happen. Goodman yes. in space. 100%. We'll just take things completely out of yeah. context. Just people will be like, oh, are they going to reference that again? Previously. No. Nope. No, we're not. Oddly enough, audience, uh, High Five has decided to become a highly serialized <laughs> show. So every episode is going to have a very strong through arc. <laughs> right. To the end of the season. Sort of. Sort of. You like- know what this one's all about? Szechuan sauce. <laughs> Send us some because we're not cribbing off of Rick and Morty. Um, and then after friend with friends like these, he did Rushmore. Which what started, is friends like these? I don't know. Have you? That's not no. one you've seen. Okay, no. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Hey, these are the lost years. Some of these are very much up for grabs on whether or not I have seen them and or remember anything about them after seeing them. Um, but yeah, starting in '98 is when he hooked up with Wes Anderson. And then was basically in everything Wes Anderson did after that, which, to be fair, was a match made in heaven. Um, Bill Murray's work, and we'll talk about that on our our trilogy, our final episode, but the legacy that he's creating now where he's in these indie comedies and kind of these more dramatic roles, um, it's kind of a perfect progression of where his career was. But I don't think that step would have happened without these lost years. And so that's why... These might not be movies that were great. These might not be movies that people had seen, but these are definitely movies that I think led to him stepping away from the 80s slapstick comedy movies. Totally. And tentpole movies, really, in American cinematic comedies. Yeah. To where he is now. And so this is a very important time period in his life, whether or not we like all the movies. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, and... Where do you think he was in his career, like, to do all of these? I mean, obviously, Bill Murray has a name attached to him. And anything that we say negative about him in this episode or any hypotheses that we come up with right. do not detract from our love of his this man in his career. I'm going to pose a, a very off-the-wall theory. Okay. Because as I'm reading some information about Bill Murray... Some years in his life popped up in regards to some other things that were going on. And he happened to have a child born in 1993. Oh. Another one in 1995. Oh. And another one in 1997. Hey, look at that. That seems to line up exactly with the years of (laughs) these weird-ass movie choices. So by the time his kids are either about age two, he either has another kid or does a good movie. Right. Theory. Okay. Myth busted. Yep. (laughs) So that's it. There's I really have no other theory other than like maybe like children made him a little yeah. crazy. Well, and I know and this is also let me add to that theory because we've talked a lot, at least in our Bill Murray bingos, you know, when we give trivia. Right. And then I think on our last Bill Murray episode, 
Harold Ramis and Bill Murray had a huge falling out during Groundhog Day. Yes. Which is the last movie that sort of is the end point of the legend years. Yes. And it leads into these lost years. One of the reasons they had a big falling out was Bill Murray was going through a very nasty divorce for sure during the time. So his head wasn't in the filming and he was, you know, kind of, if record is to be believed belligerent because he was going through a lot in his life. So maybe that divorce and then this string of children, which I imagine either was with the next wife flame. Yes. Love. Um, were all three of those kids with the same person? Uh, they were. Okay. So maybe he's starting up this new relationship and just didn't want to be away a whole lot. Yes. Um, they wait. Okay. So basically this is what this says during the filming of stripes, Bill Murray married Margaret Kelly. Okay. In 1981. Later, they remarried in Chicago for their families. Margaret gave birth to two sons in 82 and 85. Man, Bill Murray has like seven kids. Yeah. Luke is an assistant. Okay, that's one of his kids. Okay, following Murray's affair with Jennifer Butler, Uh the couple divorced in 1996. Okay. Okay. So Margaret Kelly and him divorced in 96. So maybe they were just going through a rough patch for like three years. Right. In 97, he married Butler. Whilst, oh, the year after. Right. Oh. Um, together, they have four sons. Good Lord. Uh, uh, several of their sons born during his previous marriage. Oh, no. Uh, starting with the one Uh-oh. in 93, then the one in 95, Uh-oh. then the one in 97. So let's just, without divulging <laughs> too much of his dirty laundry, all of it, um, <laughs> He had he had, he had some patch. shit going he had on. Some rough patches during that year. So Operation Dumbo Drop makes a lot more sense now. Totally. A little cameo role in a silly Disney movie a lot easier to do than a leading role. Silly in Disney a movie? You mean Wild Things, right? Yes, that's what <laughs> a I mean. Cameo in Wild yeah. Things. Yeah, gotcha. Um, he actually his cameo was as Denise Richards' nipple. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's pretty. That's why, honestly, that's why I pause that scene. Just yeah. for cinematic. Just because you're like, oh, Bill Murray. Hey, cool. Look at that. He mocapped that nipple. <laughs> it's amazing. Full makeup. Look how good he did. <laughs> um, he, he, I, you know what? I believed it was a nipple. So, yeah. I mean, this was a weird, it's a weird time frame for him. It's a weird m- movie choices. Right. Now. Hold on one second. Okay. Uh, I have to say this. I really, I don't have a place to insert it. But I really want to make a mocap nipple joke with Andy Circus with uh, the name Andy Twerkus mm. or Tweekus. Mm. Tweekus um, is better. Yeah. So continue. Okay, that's it. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Good job. Um, yeah. So it, it's kind of weird, and this is when I fell fell off of the Bill Murray train. Like some of these movies, I don't even remember him being in. Like, oh, Wild Things is definitely one of them. At all. Like I don't remember him in that movie. Um, I definitely didn't it built. He is a very small character in space jam, right? Um, funny character. I mean, it's but totally. he's playing himself, so it's not really that difficult. 100%. And he got to golf. Um, but like some of these, like the elephant movie, I didn't even see that movie. <clears throat> yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. I still didn't see the man who knew too little, the man who knew too little. Which I know you've said it's not good, but it's interesting. It's sure. at least thematically and cinematically interesting because it's in the vein of like the old pink panther style 
movies right. where it's sort of a dimwit in a situation that he is handling like accidentally. Totally, 100%. So basically the premise of The Man Who Knew Too Little, which is one of his only starring vehicles during this whole time. Like Ed Wood, he's a side character. Uh, Mad Dog and Glory, he was a, a, one of the three main characters. Kingpin, he's the villain. Totally. Larger Than Life cameo, Space Jam cameo, Wild yes. Things cameo. Yes. And with friends like these, bit part. Yes. So The Man Who Knew Too Little is the only movie in this whole time period that was actually a vehicle for him. And the premise of it is he's a vacationer, a very dumb vacationer in Europe, and he signs up for this, like, be in a fake spy adventure. And then he gets wrapped up in a real spy adventure. So he's pretending to be a spy and then actually Scooby-Dooing his way through, like, actual spy things that are happening. Um, <clears throat> so, again, not great. But it's watchable. I'll put it. I'll put that out there. Um, and I did look it up. A Mad Dog in Glory is he breaks Robert De Niro's nose accidentally. Okay. In one of the scenes. Okay. That so, makes a little a little more sense. So, but yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting because to go from the peak he was at. I mean, you've got Ghostbusters one, Ghostbusters two, Groundhog Day, Stripes, you know, all these major just like milestone movies, and then to sort of. I don't want to say drop off the face of the planet, but to take a back seat and like evaluate his life and career and choices. It's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, we have it sort of nowadays with people like Matthew McConaughey, you know, we call it the McConaissance or whatever is because he went away and did a whole bunch of shitty movies, like not sunshine, but what was that movie? He did Sahara. Oh, yeah. he did Sahara, which Ooh. was real bad. Like how to lose a guy in ten days, which was real failure to launch, failure to launch, which was how to lose a guy in ten days. Right. Just again, um, you know, he did a bunch of those ghosts people, of girlfriends past. Yeah, people were like, about that? but then he started doing good stuff again. And ironically, Matthew McConaughey sort of took a similar route: is big blockbuster stuff, huge movie star, a bunch of just for the money. It feels like Hollywood trope, and then. Indie films like Mud and you know the little, Lincoln the, Lawyer, the Lincoln Lawyer, like the little things that he did, sort of gets him back in that realm. And I feel like Bill Murray sort of did that. He took this time, and then when the Wes Anderson connection came up, which we'll talk about in our next episode, totally sort of relaunched his love and dedication to the art form. Because I'm not going to say that he phoned it in for these movies, but he phoned it in for these movies. <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but that's exactly what I'm going to say, actually. And it's just, it's interesting. Like, thinking back on Wild Things, I know we joked about it, but do you legitimately think hard? Do you remember him in that movie at no, all? No. I'm actually, okay. While, Are while you looking about, up gonna, screenshots yes. of Bill Murray in Wild Things? Yes. I Because I'm, it's, part of me is still like he wasn't in that movie. Yeah. Um, like, I want to. And his character has a name. It's not just like extra or uncredited. It's like. Ken Bauman or something, Bowden or something like that. Like he has an actual character name. I guess. Okay. He's an attorney. Yeah. Uh, Again, even with character context, do you even remember him? In no. That movie? Even looking at the pictures of this, I'm like, I don't fucking remember that yeah. at all. Like it, when was wild things a comedy? It almost feels like that's, it actually is classified as a dark comedy, which I do okay. not agree with. Do not agree with. Um, but that's beside the point. 
But it's also like if someone were to tell you, like, oh, yeah, Robert Redford is in Cruel Intentions. You're like, I don't remember that. But what if it's true? Half the people have paused our podcast to go look at IMDb to verify that Robert Redford is not in Cruel Intentions. Because, trust me, you don't remember that movie very well. You remember Sarah Michelle Gellar getting kissed. Right. That's all you remember from that movie. Ryan Philippe. Yes. Everyone remembers the Philippe. Yes. What's he? He's in like a new show right now. He's in he? the fucking. He's in Shooter. That's right. The television series. The remake based off of the Mark Wahlberg movie. <laughs> oh, let's not even get started on that. Um, but yeah, it's like it's one of those things. Like Bill Murray in uh, in Wild Things. It's like I guess sure. I have to take your word for it. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Um. So yeah, that's that. I don't know. It's just one of those weird things where like these these things happen and these these actors are in these movies and I. I don't know why, yeah. and I I don't know where this came from. Um, I want to look up what was the what was the plot of the or what was the name of that elephant movie? Uh, Larger than life. I, I just want to see the plot of this. That one I remember. Someone had to go on like a road trip. It's a buddy comedy with an elephant with an elephant and Bill Murray, and he's the main character. Ironically, Matthew McConaughey also in Larger than Life. What? Yeah. Really? Yep. <clears throat> Larger than life, the movie. So here's the here's the description. Uh, a motivational speaker discovers that the inheritance his father left for him is in the form of an elephant. So it's a Bill Murray... Le- uh, okay, I'm taking it back. He wasn't a bit part in Larger Than Life. That was a movie he did, and I didn't even remember he was the main character. <laughs> that was a Bill Murray vehicle. Yes. Let's and look- and the elephant was, too. Let's look at the... Um, let's look at that... That director, Howard Franklin, okay. did that. Let's look at his uh, his filmography here. Let's see. We've got uh, um, Quick Change. He co-directed. Bill Murray's in that. Oh, he did the... Um, no, he's not. He was a writer on The Big Year. Uh, he, ooh, speaking of Ryan Philippe, he did Antitrust. <laughs> which what we a... all know is a fucking great movie with I, him and Tim Robbins. I hated that movie. I hated it. Uh, that's he's it. only directed three movies ever. Quick Change, which I think, think that's a Bill Murray movie. It is. That's a Bill Murray movie. Mm-hmm. It's actually the one that Bill Murray directed with him. They co-directed that movie. Um, and then he did a movie called The Public Eye. Yep. Which I've never heard of, ever. And then he did Larger Than Life, and I think Hollywood kicked him out after that. So what was he on? Okay, because he didn't direct. So what did he do? It says antitrust is in his his thing. Oh, it's written by Howard yeah. Franklin. He wrote a, he wrote the man who knew too little. He wrote the other two movies that we mentioned. He was an uncredited writer on Romancing the Stone, um, and what? then he wrote the movie The Big Year, that Jack Black, Owen Wilson, Steve Martin movie. Oh, I from totally, a couple years I ago. never saw that at all. It wasn't good. It should have been with the caliber of cast. Totally. But it wasn't that great. That's unfortunate. I know. That's super unfortunate. All right. So back to uh, back to Bill Murray's uh, weird. Here's weird choices. Um, so, I mean, of these movies, which ones have you actually seen? Okay. I saw Space Jam. Okay. I've seen Kingpin. Okay. I've seen Ed Wood. Right. I've seen Wild Things. Right. Um, yeah. I just haven't seen Mad Dog and Glory. Man Who Knew Too Little and Friends. And Friends lar- like these. Larger Than Life. See, I have seen Larger Than Life, but it was one of those like TBS syndication like Never watched movies. It. 
Yeah. That and Operation Dumbo Drop, uh, I've definitely seen. And I can't say I liked either of them, but I've definitely seen them. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I wonder like if this time period, Bill Murray was just sort of falling out of favor with the direction that Hollywood comedies were going. Because from what I've read about him, it does seem like he has a very specific idea of what he finds funny. Oh, And definitely. is very dedicated to that. For I, sure. Actually, ironically... Uh, this week, before while we're filming or recording this podcast, I read an interview with Richard Dreyfus. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. Richard Dreyfus is on record and gave this interview. He despises Bill Murray because <laughs> of his experience working with him on What About Bob. He says he just does not like him. That he's a, like an arrogant dickhead, and like that they just did not get along. He's like, but I hate it because I find everything he does very funny and enjoyable. But I just don't like him. That's unfortunate. I have heard that a lot, though. Yeah. I have heard that Bill Murray is kind of a dick. But I wonder, and I think we talked about this on the last episode, but I wonder if it's him actually being a dick because he thinks he's better than people, which is the kind of dick that I don't like. That's sure, like, that's no, the totally. kind of arrogance I'm not a fan of. Or if he just comes off as a dick because he literally doesn't care what anybody else thinks but him. Which is also a very real possibility. And it's not so much that he thinks he's better than everybody else. It's just he legitimately cares nothing about what everybody else thinks. And he's just like, I'm going to do this because I think it's going to be fun, enjoyable, funny, or whatever. Right. That, to me, feels more likely and what I want to be the case because I love this guy. I don't want him to be... A jerk in real life. I just want him to be of his own ilk. I totally agree. 100%. But I wonder if that's what sort of him having that mindset of, well, I've done these movies. I don't think they're very funny. They didn't do well at the box office. You know, what am I going to do with the rest of my career and my life? Then the Wes Anderson opportunity came along and he's like, you know what? These I do find funny and this guy's a director I like. Right. So I'm going to go... I'm going to explore more dramatic options. And so you've got, you know, Broken Flowers, you've got Lost in Translation, uh, more recently like St. Vincent, and then like all of the Wes Anderson movies. So right. I, I just, I, I can't believe they're not connected. I can't wait I mean? to talk about those movies. I know, that's going to be fun in our, in our follow-up final of yeah. uh, The Bill Murray Rises. Because I realize while this may be a short episode, that's really not a lot to talk about other than he did some weird fucking movies that nobody knows why other than we've given some very solid reasonings right. and, and uh, guesses as to why these occurred the way that they Hypotheses, did. Hypotheses, if you will. Hypotheses. Now, what I will put out there is anybody listening, you know, we've mentioned these movies and we've kind of talked about them. I know that somebody out there loves these movies. Oh, like, totally. Somebody listening to us right now, like Ed Wood is their favorite movie. Or, you know, they think that... <clears throat> uh, uh, what's the bowling one again? Oh, Kingpin. Kingpin is like the, one of the best comedies. Yeah, one of the best Fairly Brothers movies. And it's super underrated, and and I would actually agree that it's more underrated than it should be. But definitely, just given the time period that it came out, it's right. He Bill Murray is funny in it, and actually Randy Quaid's really funny in it too. Um, but anyway. I I know some people love some of these movies. Like, oh, The Man Who Knew Too Little. Me and my dad watched that every Saturday growing up, and I just love it, or whatever. So let us know. Like, if, if we're talking bad about some of these movies that you love, tell us why. Tell us why this time period in Bill Murray's career wasn't sort of a black hole on 
you know, what he had established because, you know, it, you can reach out to us on Twitter if you want. It's hi, the number five, the podcast, or on Facebook, which, you know, high five, the podcast. You can just search that and find us. But comment on this episode or just on our feeds and let us know if we're mischaracterizing any of these movies is larger than life. Really, really great. Does he <laughs> add 12 levels of depth to wild things that wasn't there originally? We can't see it. I can't see if it. he did. Yeah. Please point out to us <laughs> how and why. And obviously everyone has a, a nostalgic love or not everyone, but a lot of people have a nostalgic love for space jam, but that's not a bill Murray movie. You know, it's no one's like, oh, that Bill Murray classic Space Jam. Oh, totally. 100%. We say that, but it's sort of in jest. Yeah, no, absolutely. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, let us know. Reach out to us. Tell us your favorite shit. They're about to start filming another scene, which I'm <laughs> real excited about. So, yeah, this is actually the scene where General Mao has captured all of the American troops and he is walking down the row shooting every other one with his tail. And it is... He's holding a gun with his tail. It is harrowing to it watch is, Bill Murray do this. It is. Um, his whiskers are twitching. I mean, they've got the whole nine lives he yards. Went, he went... He gone. went... Nine lives yards. He went full-on Nick Cage Ghost Rider for this. Like, just yeah. painted face. And he's eating up like the a scenery cat. just as much as Nick Cage does in every film that right. he's in. Except because he's Garfield, a fat cat, he's also literally eating the scenery. Right. And lasagna. Right. So uh, we'll wrap this up. We'll wrap up the Lost Years. You let us know what you think about the Bill Murray movies from these years. And then we'll come back in a little bit when they invite us back to set uh, for our final Bill Murray other stuff too, which we will call uh, The Legacy. And we'll talk about where he is now and where he's going. Oh shit, Legacy. Quiet on set!